content of this podcast is provided as general informational purposes only. It is not intended for, nor should it be used to replace professional behavior intervention and advice. This is Sissy. And this is Susan. And we are Function Junction. Behavior matters. You know what else matters? What else matters? Data. And in part two, Sunny is going to talk about collecting data to bring it to her doctors and how amazed they were and how shocked she was that every parent didn't do that. So have a listen, everybody. We appreciate it. And I also think about like having a school like that. Mm-hmm. The that must have given you some peace for yes. her school. Day. I was always. I never ever was really worried about her. I know she was well taken care of. Yeah. You know, I'd hang out there some myself, <laughs> of course, and I, I saw yeah. I saw how the staff was with her and all their kids. I have never seen a more loving staff yeah. than at um at Harris Hillman. I walked in one day to go see Kelsey and um the principal, who's not the same principal now, but the principal who was there then, she had a little one because it Harris Hillman went from three to 21. to 22. Yeah, 22. And so uh, she had a little one, just a little one, in her arms. She was just rocking him, Aww. just walking around, rocking him. <gasps> and I thought to myself, that is the first time I have ever seen a principal mm-hmm. or a teacher or whatever rocking yeah. a child, you know. <laughs> Probably first ever. and yes, ever. ever. Only. <laughs> I, yes, and I've never seen it again. But yeah, very loving staff, very caring staff. And, and like I say, the eight nurses, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You can't you can't beat that because even if right. one nurse is busy or two nurses right, busy, right, you right. are. You know, yeah. just, and and they triage. You know they're yeah. gonna they're gonna run to the seizure versus the right. bumped knee. Right. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So right because they know why they're there. Exactly. But, yeah. yeah. And when we first talked about having you come on the the podcast, you say, "Well, I'm not sure <laughs> what I would talk about," and I was like, "Oh my, uh, you have a lot to talk about." I guess I do. Yeah. With regard I to guess behavior. I do. Yes. As well as, with, yes. but thinking yes. in terms of behavior, you mm-hmm. know, when a child is flinging their iPad across mm-hmm. the room mm-hmm. or uh, mm-hmm. kicking mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. that's obvious behavior right. that, that right. you want to change. Right. But there, you have to be very mindful of very yes. subtle behavior. Yes, yes. I mean, at this point in Kelsey's life, you can really think of Kelsey's entire world as sensory, really, mm-hmm. and so. Throughout the day, I do lots and lots of different sensory things with her. And one of the ways that um, sometimes I'll set up, I have a, a little iPad and a thing that hangs from the ceiling. And you could, I can set up the little iPad right in front of her. So nice. she's you know looking right at it, can't avoid looking at it. <laughs> and I'll put on something like sometimes rain with music. Nice. Or um, sometimes whale sounds, and, and they'll have, you know, they'll be showing whales on the screen. Fabulous. They have wonderful things that you can show yeah. kids for sensory sure, stuff, sure. you know. And um, if she doesn't want to do it, boop, those eyes close. Uh, there's a, I mean, there's a you know, it's like, yeah, it's very clear that, you know, yeah. she's not interested in that right now because she's going to do the only thing that she can really do to avoid that, because I put it right in front of her face, right. is close her eyes. Yeah, so that behavior so, tells you yep. um, she, she's done with this. Yes, not, um, yeah, not interested in this. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But lots of sensory, yeah, you did mention that that is huge and important to her in terms, even like lotion, I think, you, mm-hmm. she enjoys having. We, yep, we do lotion, we do brushing. Obviously, she's got her own little headphones to mm-hmm. listen to nice music mm-hmm. to. Or sometimes, 
even a movie, if I put a movie on for her, I'm not sure she realizes that the sound coming out of that kind of matches with yeah, the, yeah. Mo- you know. Yeah. So got her little headphones oh, to good. be sure. That she was. And I put a little fan on her sometimes for a little breeze, nice. you know. I put a little, um, sometimes I put a little vibrating pad underneath her chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's all sorts of things. I, I think this around this Halloween, I think I'm going to look for one of those fog machines you know, oh, that sell fun. around. Oh, yeah. and, and I think I'm going to um, to maybe um, get her a little fog machine mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, uh, do that in her room or whatever. Yeah. They used to have a sensory room in um, yeah. Harris Hillman. Right. And right. that was one of the things. They little, had a little fog machine right. in there as well as you know, lighting and this and that. Yeah. You know, lots of, you know, music and so, you know. So I thought mm, maybe the next thing is a little a fog do machine. You, do you see subtle behaviors from her that mean I probably should bring something else in here for her like are really just the eye closed the eye That's really just the eye closed like i say at this point in kelsey's life yeah she she is just it's, it's just all sensory stuff that she can take in and she really doesn't have a way except right. for closing her eyes <laughs> she really doesn't mm-hmm. have a way to she has no hand skills anymore right. no sure, hand sure. function anymore um you know <clears throat> that kind of thing so yeah. um, but also, do you have something that lets you know if a seizure has started in the middle of the night? Well, sometimes yeah. um, Kelsey will um, conveniently during that um, during that tonic phase I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey will conveniently make what we call, uh, you know, at home a hoot. Okay. The technical term, of course, is um, uh, different from that, but it's it's. When if lungs if air is in her lungs, oh, and mm-hmm. then she her body starts to tighten and her diaphragm starts to right. tighten and it pushes the air back out over her lungs, oh she God. will make this little hooting sound. We call it the hoot, and uh, and and we're pretty attuned to yeah. the hoot, pretty attuned. Yeah. So. Yeah, either that's myself a, or my husband. I mean, that yeah. that's, sounds crazy, it's helpful. but that's a blessing that she. It's, has it's helpful now. Sadly, she doesn't always the do the hoot. I, I mean, I would say 98% of the time okay. she does the hoot. Yeah. But 2% of the time, she doesn't do the hoot. And not really. I mean, we we can listen to, we can hear covers rustling greatly. Sometimes we'll hear her, you know, legs or hands hit against the wall yeah, or whatever. Sure. There's a couple of times she seized herself off the bed, which mm. her bed is on the floor. Oh, so, um, you know, you hear she's, that. Yeah, you hear that. Mm-hmm. There are, though, again, there are some high tech things now. I think little things that they can mm-hmm. wear on their wrist in bed at night and things like that yeah. that will um, detect excess movement yeah. and things like that. I mean, there are, you know, we just, we just don't have any, but. You're able to catch it, though. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking about the changing in your own behavior. I think we started talking about this a little bit before we came in here, is that your behavior has had to change over time. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. um, I'm going to always be an early riser now. Kelsey's first meds and feeding are you know are um, between six thirty and seven, so I'm always an early riser now, and you know very much on a schedule because Kelsey has no way to um, sure. indicate that she's hungry right, or right. wants to eat, so we just schedule it, and you know so she eats at seven and she has something at eleven and she's on a 
liquid diet. She's tube fed, G tube fed. Mm-hmm. So seven, eleven, two, and and you know six or bedtime. You know, um, so very much yeah. we live on a, a schedule. And, and I think I think I heard you say something about. You used to be a late sleeper because I know I am I that person. I did. I used to love, you know, when I, especially when I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I used to love Same. to sleep wait, late. And even in my early 20s, I mean, even in college, I kind of used to try to schedule classes Same. to start a little bit later Same. and not the 8 o'clock class because, yeah. you know, um, couldn't always do that. But, you know, but, uh, but yeah, and then, you know, when I graduated from college, it, you know, again, I like a second shift job was kind of good, <laughs> yes. you know. It's like you know. I am such a late sleeper. I love so, to sleep. Um, so yeah, I used to love to sleep late, but no more, not no, ever more. No. No. Was there a time when her diet was a part of what was helping control her seizures? We tried. We yeah. tried a um, keto diet, and um, we tried it for about a year. Gave it, you know, and it's. It's not an easy, Mm-mm. you know, no. you, I mean, well, it's easier if you're G-tube fed, but you do have to, it's like you're a mad scientist making a formula yeah, every day. So yeah. you've got to make a formula every day. And tried about a year, and, you know, and we take data. I mean, I still, all these years, all these years, I still take data on Kelsey's seizures. Sure. Um, I mean, how could, sure, I, tell, how could I tell you that she has about eight a month, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Yeah. So yeah. all these years, I take data on her seizures. And so we looked at the past year with when she was on the keto diet, it and didn't. it really didn't change a okay. thing. Yeah. And so we just changed her yeah. back to, you know, yeah. Oh, okay. regular yeah, yeah. formula. I, yeah. I think I just remember remember when she was on the keto yeah. diet, but so yeah. data is important. Yeah, data is important oh, in making those Let decisions. me tell you, right. let me tell you. Yep. And it was really funny. I'll tell you this because one time I went, she had a, an appointment with her neurologist's office. And, and so I took her in and, you know, I have her data sheet with me. And so I'm reading from it. So she had, you know, she had seven this month. Now two were tonic only. She didn't go into the full cl- tonic clonic, but then, mm-hmm. you know, the other five were... And the doctor said, it's so great that you do this because it's so helpful to, you know. And I said, wait a minute, not all parents do this? Not all parents take data on their children's seizures? And she just kind of looked at me and, and I was like, how do you... How do you decide to do their medications or change their medications or exactly? I you know so, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, important. Yes, and then, and what a critical piece in terms of you know her neurology and her health and all of that. And her medicine. But it's, yeah, her medicine. But it's the same way when you're talking about whatever you're trying to learn. Oh, if you're sure. not keeping the data. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> right, absolutely. Right. That's kind of like how we knew when Kelsey was littler, when she was like three or four, we started her on um, uh, an ABA discrete trial program because it was very clear that she wasn't going to just kind of learn naturally from the environment. We were going to have to discreetly teach her something, yes. you know. Yeah. And so we worked on that. So we got her, we shaped a nice point. We got her to do a little point. She could do a point back then. She can't do a point anymore. Yeah. Sure. But she could do a little point. And so then when it came to um, start her having a choice, you know, between two things, um, we started, obviously, we're taking the data, and sad to say, in lots and lots and lots of data, she was, it was always at just 50%. She oh, was just okay. guessing. It was random. She was yeah. guessing. Yeah. She just really, she really didn't know. Hmm. So we kind of, you know, 
that kind of way. Or she couldn't make her point do what she wanted it to yeah, do. That's possible. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, that's I, possible. Yeah, exactly. I definitely, you know, I, th- I think for children who have motor issues, I think we, we don't know. I right. I think we're right. making our best right. guess right. at it. Yeah. So I do know that when I have been around her, I have felt like, she understood oh, yeah. that I was connected to her, oh, that I, I so. wanted to be there oh, with her. Oh, I definitely and think that so. We were. And she definitely connects to I mean, she, yes. without a doubt, she connects to people. It, it sometimes might take her a little bit longer, sure, sure. you know, but I've had various um, helpers with her over the years, mm-hmm. you know, in and out of my home. And one gal um, left a few years ago, moved to Florida, but came back and said she wanted to come and visit Kelsey. And she had been with Kelsey about, Two years. Okay. And she came back and she visited. And I said, Kelsey, look who's here to see you. And Kelsey, she laughed out. Oh, right, laughs and like a, a pleasure so laugh giggle. I mean, she clearly knew yeah, who, yeah, who sure. that person of was. Of course, yeah, of course. So, um, you know, and okay. my gal that I have now, she's she's fabulous. She's I've had her with me about mm, five years, six years. Oh, that's wow. wonderful. Now, she's nice. to the point now where she knows Kelsey just as well as I do. Yeah. I mean, she'll say to me, she goes, she's acting like she's working on a seizure. Yeah. Like, okay. Again, there's you know, those subtle behaviors those subtle yes, that are important. Yes, exactly. You know. Very subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have another funny story maybe to share with us? I from have. Your girl? I, yes, I do. <laughs> there was, again, this is when she was a little bit younger. So she was she was in her discreet trial program. And we were trying to uh, teach her a little skill of kiss the baby. So mm-hmm. pick up the doll and kiss the baby, mm-hmm. right? And so we did lots of kiss the baby drills. And so her birthday came along. And I think she was going to, you know, she was probably three, I guess, three or, three or four. And so we were all in the family room and she, you know, she had presents. And, and so we were helping her to open presents and uh, she got a little doll and no prompt, <laughs> no nothing. She put the, picked the baby up Aww. and put it to her little mouth, Aww. kissed the baby. Generalized. Aww. Yes. Yay. And I was like, and I was like, oh my God, she <laughs> kissed the baby. Oh my God. <laughs> A major celebration. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure, sure. Yes. Another one that I can think of it was really amusing is um, there was at one point, of course, uh, in her program where we were trying to teach her to imitate. Mm, of yep. course, yeah. And so we were, you know, lots of imitation things and whatnot. So she went to, I took her over to San Jose State University for a day because um, they had asked there if they could do some evaluations at San Jose State. And I'm like, well, they're not, not going to charge me anything. You know, it's, you know, they're learning how to do these things. Sure, sure. I'll take them over there, you know. So there was a little chair in the room. And um, a couple of us, I and and then maybe a couple more um, of the students were sitting down and we wanted Kelsey to come and sit in the chair because she didn't seem to be very much interested in that right then, you know. And so I said, Kels, come and sit in the chair. And I scratched the chair with my finger to make a little sound to maybe draw her attention <clears throat> over over to it. And... Um, and she reached over and she scratched the chair. Oh goodness! Talk about imitation. <laughs> she imitated. She imitated, awesome. but she didn't come to the chair. Yeah, but she didn't come sit down at the chair. No, I had to kind of 
put her in the chair. But then she sat up and she was okay. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. That's funny. That's great. Yeah. What you have shared today is going to be news to lots of people. Lots of people are learning totally, yeah. wonderful things today and the importance of it. And um, I also, it, it was so cool to me the first time I saw you post about the research and the possibilities mm-hmm. oh, that are coming okay. in the future. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we really can't thank you enough for being oh, here today. Sonny, I'm so thankful for you and for your story and for you being here today. I have one question just because mm. my brain works this way. Mm. You had talked about early childhood, you know, from three, and then you talked about the school here in Nashville, 15 <laughs> after. What happened between three? Where, where was she educated? Oh, she. we were living in California okay. at the time. And so she was uh, in the California school okay. system. Um, uh, she was in our, our county school system. Okay. California uh, schools uh, are very, very different from elsewhere. Okay. You know, they, they do their programs uh, very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they do try to uh, put kids in um, self-contained classrooms that are on just a you know regular ed, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. campus at their home school, and um, and that was tried with Kelsey for uh, a few times, but they didn't have the resources right. to you know yeah. again no school nurse or one school nurse right, right, right. you know um, yeah. that kind of thing, and they did have kind of they had a couple of uh, self you know, just totally, you know, a center-based, uh-huh. they call yeah. them center-based mm-hmm. program mm-hmm. that the whole school was, you know, was special, was special heads. And I never really, I mean, you know, it's, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> but I, did she go to that center or did you? No, okay. she went to some, a couple of center-based programs. Okay. But and then thankfully you moved here because 15 is probably when things started getting a little bit more intense. Uh, yeah, and, and like I said, we moved here and I was very thrilled with Harris Hellman Special what Education School. That place is. It to is. have eight nurses. It is. Like you said, yeah. it's yeah. amazing. And I think, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure about this, but some of the little ones that they they do have, they bring in, they have some typically developing children. Oh, nice. Who, the young yeah. ones, three, yeah. four, five, that, you know, go to preschool there and whatnot. So, so there some. is some interaction with with typically developing children. So, because yeah. that's the thing that you worry about when, when yeah. it's a, just a standalone special sure. education place. You worry sure. about they're not going to have any interaction with any, yeah. right, you know. Right, right, right. So, um, yeah. It, yeah. I don't think that people... Realize the pressure it is to have a child with complex needs at school, mm-hmm. and so to have a place where you mm-hmm. could be, they they understand mm-hmm. our complex needs, mm-hmm. and I can, uh, yeah, I can breathe yeah, easy I can while breathe. she's there. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. yep. So, well, thank you again so much for being here. I really learned a lot from you. I, <laughs> you know, like I said, I wasn't as familiar with. Rett mm-hmm. syndrome, as I as I am autism, obviously, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. you know, learning about the Rett syndrome research trust dot org. If anybody wants to send a donation, mm-hmm. I mixed about. I learned about the tonic clonic. Um, I learned about the prevalence. I mean, it's at the hand washing, the hand wringing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. thank you. You're so welcome. I just welcome. can't thank you enough. You're so this welcome. I feel, like I said, I feel very honored that you <laughs> oh, asked me. Your honor. Because, you know, I, I 
honestly, as you probably could tell from my voice and whatnot, I love talking about Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter that she has Rett syndrome or is yeah. disabled or yeah. whatever. I just I love talking about her. Sure. You know, she's yeah. you know she's my little girl if you could consider an almost twenty eight year old <laughs> little girl. Yeah. But she's my little girl, she and I love her, and I of just course. you know I like I like talking about her. So and she's a very lucky little girl, young lady, <laughs> to have you as her mom. She's a sweetie. Well, I'm lucky to actually to have her. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's a gift both ways. Yep, it is. So. Well, thank you again. You're welcome. Susan, I enjoyed so much getting to talk with Sunny and talk about Rett syndrome and listen to, you know, the level of detail that goes into taking care of her daughter. She's um, an amazing mother and her daughter is very, very lucky to have her. Yes. So, yeah, and I wanted to give a shout out to Kelsey's school. It's a school in Nashville called Harris Hillman, and it sounds amazing. And I'm just so glad that it's there for Sunny and for Kelsey. So I think we have a question about data. So let me get started. In data collection and analysis, what is most important with regard to seizure data? A, duration, B, frequency, C, intensity, D, all of the above, E, none of the above, F, duration and frequency, G, frequency and intensity. Wow, there are a lot of choices there, huh? (laughs) Well, I definitely would imagine that frequency is important. If you're having one seizure a day versus 20 seizures a day, that would definitely be important. Duration would surely be important because if a seizure only lasts a few seconds, a doctor is going to look at that very differently than one that lasts for 10 or more minutes, right. five or more minutes, whatever. Right. That. Sunny talked about that, you know, the intensity of her seizures and having to have a plan, you know, to save her life, basically. So, yeah, intensity and, and duration are certainly important. Yeah, I didn't mention intensity, but you just did. So that's cool. <laughs> so I guess we're saying all of the above, right? Yes. Because you have to look at duration, frequency, and to a degree intensity, you know, it does look very different and what it, you know, the potential for damage would be changed based on uh, some of the things that happen. So families who have children who have seizures are usually taking tons of data and and adults who have seizures and live on their own, you know, still track all of those kinds of things too. So they can report to their doctor and know whether their medicines are working. And when it's time to use, you know, a more intense medication. So, yeah. Yeah, And I sure I'm glad that one is available by nostril now. (laughs) God love her. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody, to the two parts with Sunny. We met in Nashville. We were really, really excited to meet her and look forward to a follow-up interview with her. As always, we would love a share, like, or review on our social media and or Spotify, Pandora, Apple, or wherever you listen. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk with you soon. Bye.